0: To Jumpstart Your Year, we're coming at you every day this month with many bite-sized episodes to get you reflecting on what's working and what's not in your parenting and productivity journey. Our goal with this series is to create momentum and spark creativity so you can go into the new year with clarity and intention. Hey guys, it's Kimberlyn and I'm coming at you today with day 27 of our Jumpstart Your Year series. Today, I'm going to be talking about how to decide what to do next. And... I think it's a strange question and yet it seems to be very, very valid and it seems to be very relatable. This feeling of like, here I am on this earth going about my day and how do we decide, right? Like how do we decide what comes next? I think that especially in today's world, we have so many options and so many we're just bombarded with stimuli, visual, auditory, thoughts, right? Even our own thoughts can be very overwhelming at times. And, you know, we've been told by certain people that we're supposed to be doing one thing and then other people are telling us another thing and then our inner voice is saying, you know, something else if we're able to even listen to that because we're bombarded with so many messages from from the outside. And so I'm actually reminded of... When I first got into the personal development world, I was actually, I was lured <laughs> into a podcast that's actually called The Next Right Thing. And it's by Emily P. Freeman. I love her. I even have her book, like sitting right here, The Next Right Thing, which I think is is beautiful for kind of navigating like all of the decisions that we have in life. I think she says, I can't remember the exact figure, but it was a shit ton of decisions that we make every day. Like some upwards or like 40,000 decisions, you know, from like, what step to, do I take a step here? Do I go that way? Do I go left? Do I go right? And that every day we are constantly, you know, bombarded with decisions that we have to make, you know, from the smallest to big decisions. And that can be very, very overwhelming. And it can be very disconcerting to to really know like how to discern What's the right decision to make, especially like at this point, I was, I was very much in burnout. I was, you know, just starting to go to a therapist for anxiety and my depression had come back I had, I, I definitely suffered through depression when I was younger, you know, end of high school, into college And this was the first time that I actually felt that like anxiety, right? That fear of what comes next, that fear of the future of, I don't know if I'm making the right decision. I'm terrified to make the wrong decision. So I'm just going to stay where I'm at. And I was very much in paralysis at the time. And so her podcast was a nice, like refreshing, just like, if you guys have a chance to listen to it, I absolutely recommend this podcast. They're usually like very short episodes, 10 minutes, 10 to 15. And sometimes she goes a little bit longer, but her voice is just very soothing and was the perfect thing that I needed at that time in order to, you know, start like coming out of paralysis and start taking, taking steps in the right direction. But in addition to that book, I wanted to come in here and tell you guys a little bit about what I've been doing recently to guide my steps and to decide what comes next and this actually is is informed by human design as you guys know we talk a little bit about human design here on the podcast and there are you know, five different energy types, and I am a generator. So if you were a generator or a manifesting generator, which are two of the types, you are going to have a very like strong gut reaction to things. And essentially, you know, they say everyone is supposed to like, listen to their gut, right? Listen to their instinct. And I think that regardless of whether you are a generator or a projector or a manifester, or reflector, there's going to be something inside of you you're going to have an inner voice whether that comes out as being like a you know guttural kind of reaction visceral you know feeling or a whisper a lot of times they talk about like instinct as being kind of a just a, a soft whisper and if you're not paying attention or if you're bombarded by you know so many other messages it's kind of hard to hear but i think that each of us have a an inner voice that talks to us that speaks to us and we've also been, like I said, we've been bombarded by, by other, you know, other noises from the outside. We're bombarded even by our own, I would say like monkey brain, right? Which is not the same thing as an inner voice. I've actually learned to distinguish, you know, what is my brain saying things that aren't necessarily true, right? It's kind of like that mean voice in our head. And for me, that's definitely in the head, whereas, my gut, my instinct comes from like within my body, right? It's something that doesn't necessarily make logical sense, but it just feels right. And so I've been learning and practicing this, like shutting off, you know, the dick brain and listening to my gut and listening to, you know, what does my body say? And I know a lot of people talk about this in terms of like big decisions, but I think that it's really easy or it's not really easy. It's easier to actually practice and to train that muscle with smaller decisions, with like little things that aren't going to make much of a difference in the long run. And to start kind of practicing, listening to our gut that way and so one of the things that a lot of people talk about especially with when it comes to like generator types in human design um, we actually do really well with with like this or this decisions we also and, and in my particular case I'm very visual and so sometimes I will see something and immediately have this like gut reaction where it's like this that's what I want so sometimes you know even just like decision-making for like, what do I want for dinner? It could be going to the grocery store and looking, right? And looking and seeing what calls my attention. It could be, you know, giving yourself like this or this. Let's say I'm opening up the fridge and I see I've got beef and I've got chicken, Right, And so I give myself the two options and then I listen to my gut. I try not to listen to the brain, right? Sometimes the brain will be like, well, you know, the chicken is going to take longer to cook or, you know, it's saying, well, the chicken is leaner, so it's going to be healthier. So it's going to be like not that decision, right? Not the logical decision, not the pro and con list, right? Of actually looking at these two things and saying, what am I called to eat? So I think that these types of decisions are great for flexing that muscle, right? Of how can I make decisions that are not based on what my brain is saying, but what my body is saying. And so, you know, yesterday I actually went to the nail salon and I had no idea what color I wanted I had permanent polish put on for Christmas. It needed to be changed. I knew that and I knew that I needed to get it done, you know, now, but I didn't have a picture in my head of like what I wanted. I just I said, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna see the color palette, and then I'm gonna pick whichever color calls to me. And so my first color that I chose was this kind of like turquoise color like I saw that color I even saw the color on like a shampoo bottle and I was like "Ooh, I like that color and so I'm looking through the palette and I'm like this one and then I wanted to match it with something and it was funny because I had another one of the the nail ladies not the one who was doing my nails but the one you know sitting next to her she kept being like hot pink hot pink. (laughs) And it was funny because I'd be looking at the palette and I'd hear the hot pink and I would look back and like, you know, and I was like, is this my like inner voice calling to me? But I realized it was, you know, quickly it was her trying to like influence me, which was funny because part of me was like, I do kind of want a hot pink color, but the one that she was telling me, you know, and she was like, look at these two together. And I was like, no, my gut was just like that's not it. But there was a hot pink that had like glitter and I kept seeing it. And I was like, that one, that one, that one. (laughs) And, and that's when I actually really had to like flex that muscle of like, what are other people trying to influence me to do? And, you know, my brain's being like, oh, but they're an expert. Like they know what's right. And I had to keep coming back. Like, no, this is part of my practice. This is part of like listening to myself and, listening to what I am called to. And so I eventually, I said, you know, that's a great combination. Like I think it's pretty, but this one is really calling to me. She said, you know, you, you got to listen to your gut. And I was like, yes, absolutely. And so it was just one of those times where I got my nails painted and I'm in love with the colors. It's very kind of like cotton candy. And I love the glitter. Like I, I just, I, I have this obsession with like one of my nails has to have some type of like glitter shine to it. So yeah, it was just one more confirmation. And, and when I listen to my gut, there's always that confirmation afterwards of like, yes, I love this. And also I think it builds that confidence muscle as well of knowing that like you have the decisions and you know the right answer, but how willing are you to listen? to that answer. And I think a lot of times when we choose the answer that our gut had not picked, but that our mind is, is picking when we, when we choose our, you know, our logical brain over our, our gut and our body and our inner voice, there's always that feeling of afterwards of like disappointment, of frustration, of, I should have just listened. Right. It's almost like our brain comes up with these ideas and our gut is saying, no, red flag, red flag, red flag. Right. But we try to make sense out of it. We try to reason and we try to, you know, use that lot. We said, well, you know, everyone has, has told me all my life, like to, to be logical. And yet when we choose the logical, you know, decision, it's not always, it doesn't feel good. And so that's kind of, that's kind of been like further confirmation of like, okay, every time I pick something that's based on, you know, a logical decision, I'm always disappointed. Right. Whereas when I, Follow my instinct when I follow my gut. That's when I not only feel good about my decision, but I feel good about my ability to know the right answer. And this has just been my constant practice. You know, I would say probably for the past like six months, I don't always, you know, make the right decision. But that is also just another lesson, right? It's another lesson in like, oh, right. <laughs> I didn't listen to what my gut was saying. I was listening to what my head was saying. And But, it, but it's a practice and it's, it's a journey and it's a process. And I think that the more that we trust ourselves with these little decisions with, you know, what am I going to have for dinner or what color am I going to paint my nails or am I going to wash dishes right now or am I going to do laundry? And I just kind of pose these questions to myself and then follow my gut reaction. I follow where my body is leaning into. And then that helps me when I have these larger decisions to make, to really trust that instinct and to trust the gut, that while it may not make sense, right? It may not make logical sense. It may not follow what other people want me to do. I know that it's right for me and I could be confident and, and trust in that decision. So guys, if you like this episode, you might also enjoy The Village, our community and co space offering opportunities for connection, accountability, and intention setting. Check out the link in the show notes for upcoming meetups and follow along with our daily prompts this month. All right, guys, see you next time.